Welcome, everybody, to the Samwise Yaboinski Story Pod. I am so glad that you're listening and so glad to be again with Nate and with Sam. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm hungry for some story. Hungry for some story. And I believe Nate has the story. The story is called Big Plans. Today is here. I will not fear the trials that wait ahead. For I have great plans. Yes, I will change this world. So I will not stay in my bed. Here's what I got. Let me know what you think. These plans are so big, I doubt they can shrink. First, I plan to make everything free. Yes, free. Wait, what's that you say? An economy? What's an economy? Oh. Well, I also plan to make everyone feel loved and safe. And I plan to give every person a hug. What's that now? How many people are there? 7 billion point five. Oh, and I have a hundred years to be alive. So that would one, two, never mind. Well, I plan to start a restaurant that will feed those in need. And yes, I'd serve my favorite peanut butter and cheese. What? What now? Allergies to peanuts and cheese? Oh, geez. Well, it looks like I have some more thinking to do. The mind's a great thinking pot where ideas must stew. Until they are hot and ready to serve, I think I'll go play with the new kid. He looks shy and lonely. Wait, what's his name? Irv? That's so good. I really like (laughs) that. Just the end. Irv. Uh, So good. Irv? Uh, I met a kid named Irv, (laughs) and uh, it just had to make it it into a a poem at some point. Oh. it was it was one of those poems where you get I, I remember waking up maybe it was it was right before the pandemic and just feeling like I could conquer the world and but by the end of the day I remember running into so many problems I just felt so dis you know just discouraged you know and I think that that can happen often because we want to do good we want to see people in our lives happy we want others to be happy and we have these ideas and we want to apply them. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. And, um, and so with the poem, it was just kind of representing that feeling, but also realizing that even though we have these great, big, big ideas, we could also just kind of take that small step in doing the one thing we know is right. And so not giving up on the dreams, right? Even if someone says no interrupts and they, they give their two cents. Maybe those bigger ideas sometimes need to stew, but doing the right, uh, making that right decision of connecting with someone or apologizing or asking someone over, making sure someone's fed, you know, just one person is like the, that right thing to do is sometimes the best thing to do when you feel like it's time to conquer the world. Yeah. You can always be good to one person. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So I always, always cherish the details and the peanut butter and cheese. <laughs> yeah. And what? People are allergic to both those things? Like, that's that's fantastic. Um, and I think two things about those. So I love my sons, especially my sons, uh, Ben and Jack, are, are budding cooks in very different ways. Jack is a, sort of a budding foodie and has learned he makes sushi himself. Like he's like, he actually really creates some delicious stuff. 
and Ben is uh, as a tinkerer in the kitchen. And so Ben is the kind of guy who would be like, hmm, maybe peanut peanut butter and cheese. Or he would be like, maybe peanut butter and cheese milkshake if I mush it all up and add some. <laughs> so, so I really. Oh, my God. There's yogurt that. to it. It'll work. It's out, pretty. Yeah. It's pretty shocking. It's pretty <laughs> shocking what he comes up with. But but I even more so love what you're saying about early on in the pandemic. You know, there's that song in Frozen Two, the next right thing. Mm. You know. Oh and, yes, yes, yeah. And I love that because you know, like you're saying in the poem, there's like a million things that we can do, should do, need to do, a million ways that we're falling short a million ways that the world is just shattered and broken, but there's always this next right thing, this small piece that, that we can do Mm. um, together. And I think it was Dorothy day. Somebody really wise back in the day said basically that the purpose of the church is to make it easier for people to do good. Mm. You know, so we create channels so that people can do good. And so we, you know, our social action committee chooses, these areas like right now we're working um, to support this Afghan family that just came, you know, and so there's a bunch of things we can do to help this one family. And, you know, we work for climate justice and there's the 40 for the earth coming up and we pick a couple things to do. And that feels like there's traction there in a, in a moment that can otherwise feel pretty slippery. So, so yeah, I love, I love that. For sure. And also, I was just going to say real quick, like my daughter is wanting to be um, like a really big LGBTQIA plus ally. And mm. we've been talking about ways that we uh, we can be active as a family. But what I see is the most active she is, is when she speaks up for a friend at school that's getting bullied for their sexual you know, identity and orientation. Mm. And, and things like that. And that makes me so proud is we've had the conversations about what we can do as a family to um, help a lot of nonprofits and uh, the community itself. But my daughter's actions is just one person in a small situation at school. I think it's a big situation, but making that small action is what really moves me and I think really uh, helps her become a better ally, right? And mm, uh, so that's yeah. it kind of reflects what we see in that story. Oh, I'm glad she's doing that. That's good. As we do, uh, we have an opportunity for questions from everyone. So please email me questions anytime for us. You can email minister at uubelmont.org. And yeah, so actually sort of keeping with the theme of today's story, I wonder if we could each sort of share one small step that we've sort of taken, one one action that's felt particularly meaningful or impactful in in this last phase of the pandemic, this last year or so. Uh, my neighbor, uh, my elderly neighbor, her uh, husband just passed. And uh, I've been speaking to my wife a lot about... Uh, um, being part of a community that focuses on the elderly and being involved during the pandemic and all of this kind of uh, things and just being in nursing homes and trying to find different ways of serving that community and that demographic. But I realized I have someone next door that needs that help. And so like today for me, it was snowing. And so making sure I go over there and making sure she has all the food she needs as well as uh, uh, snow blowing her driveway and stuff like that 
allows me to feel like I'm in that uh, putting a step forward in the right direction, even though it's not going to the nursing home and doing things that I've, you know, these big plans I talked about, it's just one simple step, I think, uh, towards that. And uh, yeah. Mm. So for me, last semester, I was uh, teaching at my university and I had a couple of students who were in their first year at university and college and they were far away from home for the first time in their lives and they were very homesick and they were quite lonely and they were finding it hard to make new friends and they missed their families and they were finding the work very difficult and they were very overwhelmed, you know, and they'd never been in a place like that before. And um, I was their teacher, but, but I, but I, I made sure to spend some time with them. They would come and talk to me and, and I would, I would tell them, you know, it's okay. It's, it's, it, this is hard. You know, this is, this is a very different environment. College is a very different environment from, from living at home with your parents, uh, with your friends. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of scary and, um, hang in there, but know that, uh, you've got someone like me who will listen to you because I, to I get it. It's, it's really scary. And uh, they, I think at the time, they just needed somebody to kind of talk to, to talk to them who wasn't like official, who wasn't like a, you know, like a, a school principal or something, but could just listen to them. And that was a, just a little thing. But, you know, sometimes listening to people is really important. Sometimes it's good to just do the next right, the next right thing is to just listen to somebody who is confused or scared or lonely or homesick. That's beautiful. I think yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. So wonderful to be together again. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be sharing more stories uh, real soon.